many ways. A Diverse Life, the podcast that explores how people live, love, play and work in all their diversity. Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of A Diverse Life with me, Ian Pringle. Uh, today in the show, um, we're going to be, Richard is going to be interviewing a chap by the name of Paul Rowlett. Paul is the CEO of Everything Branded, which is a really successful organisation. Um, but he's also been on the telly. He was on a television programme called um, Secret Teacher. don't know if you heard about that one. Well, he was on there and um, the outcome of that show is that he took a young man that was in a school in sort of London area, London, Essex area, and gave him a job. And Richard thought it'd be interesting to catch up with them and see how that relationship had developed and and how the job was going for for Louis, who was the um, lad that he gave the job to. So um, we're going to catch up with them. Um, But first of all, last week, I promised you that we're going to get updates from Mick, um, who is still currently walking his way um, all over Spain to do a thousand miles walk in aid of mind. His target is to raise... £30,000, I think. So um, it's, a, it's a big target. I'm sure he'll get there, especially with the help of people like you that are listening to this programme now. So um, let's listen to a little update from Mick. Hey, Richard. Just listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. I love it. Um, yeah, captured captured uh, uh, the, the overall ethos of what it's about and everything. And... Uh, it's always difficult listening to yourself when you you're not used to doing that. But it didn't take long to get into it. But yeah, it was uh, yeah really interesting. And your your man Ian Pringle is uh, he's got a good voice, hasn't he? Yeah, and real real uh, seems nice natured as well. It's uh, yeah good guy. Thanks again, mate. Well, this morning I'm in I'm in Malaga, and I'm looking at the cruise liners. I'm looking at the sun shining through the big black clouds and uh, the cruise liners are just sitting there in the deep water. So, yeah, walking down what they call the Paseo Maritimo, which is a pathway at the side of the sea and uh, enjoying, enjoying the view. This, this whole, whole journey is it's, it's unfolding, really, that it's not what you do in a normal day-to-day situation. And it does reflect a lot on running a business or running a household or or doing anything that's got to be orderly. Because even down to a small blister, if you've not got your your equipment, your file, your cream, that blister left is going to become a major problem. But it's only an incidental to start with. And then aching limbs this morning and my body, I do a body check as I'm walking. So I've got to make sure that my walking is very delicate and and I'm not putting any strain on anything. So that's where it comes down to the chi walking or chi running, where it's a foot strike and the hips are placed correctly so it's not putting strain on the back, etc. So it's yeah yeah and it 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 helps you focus and uh distracts you from the monotony of the walk itself so today i've got the the map drawn out 
Now, for example, last night, the last thing what took place, it was dark, finished up to be the last part, which was different to what was on Google Maps, as we could see. A, a road that had got no footpaths, and at the side of the road, there were camper vans, there was wagons, and it looked like they was getting ready and parked up ready for a market this morning. So you can imagine it's quite desolate, quite dusty, and it, it wasn't, there was no street lights. So I was walking in the dark in an unknown territory that wasn't mapped out. So, so I shied away from that, and then uh, I, I took a detour then to another area that I could see was illuminated street lights, more modern, and I got there, I got to a particular island, and there was a motorway overpass, none of it was pedestrianised, so I had to turn back and, and, and get to safety really, so I did yesterday just over 50 kilometres when my target was 53, and so slight disappointment, but I was healthy, I was aching, and I sat down on a wall waiting for Claire and uh, Karen to pick me up. Yesterday I was walking along motorways and bypasses, and this morning I've walked, and the walk itself was, it was on the Paseo Maritimo, I don't know whether I've covered this already, which is a pathway in front of the sea and uh, in between the beach, and it's been that tranquil and that pleasant with the environment. It's all about the environment, the people, and people just take that with the kids. It's a Saturday, so maybe a more relaxing day. It's not, it's not that busy, but you've got people setting up the restaurants, the small little family businesses. You've got the little boats that are uh, on on a, on a framework where they're cooking the sardines and the fish on the beach and it's just really chilled out but I've walked effortlessly and it's it's just I've not even known I'm sort of walking or anything I've just been taking in the atmosphere and the calmness so by choice in life by choosing the environment that you're living in, working in, and the people who you're with, you've got the energy sappers, the fun suckers, uh, and, and then you've got your people who you want to be with, who are fun, who are productive, who are creative. Whatever it is, that there's a chemistry between two people. This morning is just, it's just, I've just absorbed and just, I mean, time's just flown. I don't know where it went. I was just absorbed in the atmosphere. So just thought I'd share that one moment. Cheers, Richard. So there's our update from Mick, and we'll have another one of those next week and looking forward to having a longer one when he gets to the end of his journey. And now over to the main part of today's programme, which is Richard's interview with Paul Rowlett. My name's Paul Rowlett. I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Everything Branded, which is our, it's a promotional goods company. Um, well, actually globally now, so we're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but originally based in sunny Leicestershire. Oh, sunny Leicestershire. <laughs> wow, blind. Maybe not today. <laughs> and Louis, do you want to... My name is Louis. I'm originally from London, Essex. Um, I now live in Leicester and I work also as an account manager at Everything Branded. Mm. 
So, some people, Paul, might recognise you from, I mean, you're, you're quite vocal on uh, LinkedIn and, and various <laughs> social media platforms, um, but obviously you've also been on the Channel 4 show Secret Teacher. How, how did that come about, Paul? How did you end up on the show? Well, firstly, just regarding LinkedIn. So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in being disruptive in the industry and being disruptive in business. So, you know, I'll, I'll never be standard corporate Mr. Business, but... Um, I like to say it is, you know, real business and no fluff, etc. And that's what we do. So, um, but yeah, but back to the, um, you know, some. Oh, by the way, um, you know, apologise about anyone who gets upset by some of them. But you know, that's how it is. Well, <laughs> but anyway, I'm now slightly nervous as to what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, regarding you know, the Channel Four thing, so you know, it was, a, it was a while back now. Obviously, we filmed it about eighteen months ago, um, and they just made a just through general PR and LinkedIn and stuff like that. They were looking for um, someone who's come from humble beginnings. Um, and, and has done, I suppose you call it success, or had success in business, um, but also had a bad education, which is what I had. Um, and I wouldn't say it was bad teachers, it was bad education, my choice. Right. Um, so yeah, originally from Gruby College, um, had a 52% attendance, and um, didn't really, didn't really um, I didn't really, I was never academic really, so I always went down the kind of the business route. Um, and then they, they kind of said, you'll be perfect for it. And it, and it, was, uh, it was a lot of work, um, would I do it again? Obviously, I'll say yes because Louis sitting next to me now. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know actually. Gotta be honest, it was a lot of energy. You know, three months filming, um, back and forth down south because we could be local because people might know who you are locally. Um, but it was life changing, and we made a difference as well, which is always good. So in the show, you were uh, undercover, I guess. You were pretend <laughs> pretending to be uh, a teacher. And I mean, I'd, I'd met you before. I saw you on the programme and thought, there's no way I'd fall uh, for him yeah. being a teacher. But I mean, Louis, he you know, he came into your school, came into your lessons. Did you actually think he was? No, honest to God, there was, I literally didn't have a clue, did I? No, no. Paul would come sit next to me in English. He'd come sit next to me in math. And he'd start teaching me. And I'd think, you sure you know what you're talking about, Paul? I think, te <laughs> I think teaching's a little bit exaggerated. Yeah, exactly. That's the honest, <laughs> we were trying to do teaching. Yeah. So yeah, Paul was helping me and stuff and yeah, I literally didn't have a clue. Like I was just told the whole time we've got a new support worker coming in, he's helping loads of students and stuff, especially students that are struggling a bit more. And obviously same as Paul, I weren't very I well, I ain't very academic myself. Struggle with kind of concentrating on that type of thing, but when when it comes to business and stuff I'm all pilled, I'm interested and I like like to know what's going on and stuff. Um, I think he likes new trainers and making money. That's what it is. Let's be honest, who doesn't like making yeah. money? Yeah, Anybody who says they don't like making money, is, I'm, not, I'm not convinced. But, I mean, so you went into it, to be honest, it looked like a pretty run-down uh, school. But, um, yeah, that was that. And it was, it was, a, it was a, it wasn't a nice place to, for those kids to, to be based, really. But, I mean, so obviously you, you, you watched the programme and you could kind of predict the, the, the format. Uh, you know, yeah. When I watched it, I thought, you can kind of see where this is, is going to go. Um, but did it, did it kind of motivate you to do something? Like, did you know as soon as you arrived in the school, I can add value, I can do something good here? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I did, it was a fun, well, no, it was a, it was a new thing to do. For me, it was a personal development to do something out of my comfort zone. So that's one from a selfish point of view. But, you know, I hate, it's, it's good to give back, isn't it? And then Louis, I mean, Louis' testament, the guy's moved down from, from down south or up from down south. He's, he's now got a, a career and he's, and I don't know what you'd be doing. What would you do if you're down there? 
What if I was? Are we allowed to say it or not? I'm not too sure yeah, if we I mean, need I mean, one or not. But I, to be fair, one of my favourite bits was, was uh, Louis was trying to sell things on the side. I think it is a, a good way. I think of, that's where putting uh, it, yeah. putting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and I thought you, you can't knock him for that. You know, he's in no. a he's in a pretty rough school by the looks of it. You know, but bear in mind that's what you can see from the TV. And the kid's trying to do something. Yeah. So I think. Even like watching that episode, it was fairly. I found it fairly easy to identify early on yeah. which kids were going to be the ones that were going to benefit. But did you? Did they kind of point you in the direction and go, maybe you want to go to that class, or you want to, or did you naturally so, yeah, stumble? So, so behind the scenes, the format literally was waking up in the morning, um, going for breakfast in the hotel, and filming straight away. So it was, they're trying to get everything real natural. You know, that even uh, I'd be in the staff room and there'd be a camera crew in the corner trying to get me off guard. So for me, it was risky because, you know, I've I said a lot of things on camera. And you're quite controversial, aren't you? very controversial. At times, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, I, I get, I, yeah, I do like to yeah, say what I think. Uh, if people don't like that, you know, just press delete. Is but anyway, it is what it is. But <laughs> no, I, I try not to upset people, I am what I am. But um, ultimately, it was, the thought, it was real. It wasn't made up, you know, it was mm. my choice. But what they did do, they did script it slightly where... They had they'd been in the school for about was it about two months before, before before I turned up they were in there for a while weren't they Yeah they was in there kind of just I wouldn't say it probably weren't two months probably a bit less than that but yeah they was about kind of getting like what like what was where kind of making their yeah yeah and 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 the thing is they picked out students that had a bit of a bit of a well who I would because they knew me from getting to know me who I would fit in with but also had a story because it's a TV program ended yeah um, and there was. You know, I've, I said before, it's so sad that these shows get edited so much because there was actually a couple of kids on the show that were, I was really, really getting in, like, you know, getting, getting to know and help out. And then because the format was a secret, their parents didn't want them to be filmed later on. So right. we were, there was a couple and, and they, we couldn't tell them the real reason of the show because it ruins it. So, um, but you know we have I've, I've stayed in touch with the school um, and the, the school they are doing great they are actually getting some money from the government I don't think it's from the show is so that because of you no no yeah, it's yeah. not no no I would take it but they are they're getting a bit of re- renovation money um, and they're getting a new gym built as well so there's just, just some positive steps going there um, and we are also I mean I'm, I'm supporting the business class going down there to see that um, with a with a yearly yearly kind of budget but also um, the football team are getting Six tickets a year to come to our box at Leicester. So yeah. they're Tottenham fans, though. So it's always a most Tottenham fans. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, so obviously, <laughs> you you went into you know the the show essentially was you going into a, a rundown school, yeah. uh, pretending that you were interested in a, a career in teaching or getting into teaching in some way, and then obviously out of that you you met and identified Louis. You'd been able to give him a job and a career yeah. path. But I mean, now you know you're you're a global success. You, you've got a, a massive business that's. I mean, it's grown at one heck of a rate, um, but that hasn't always been the case. You haven't always been the, the successful no, not at all. person no, you no. are now. And is that what sort of motivated you to do it? Was you could kind of see the process a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I've, I've got. I've, I suppose you could say a bit of a chameleon. I've, I've had, you know, two thousand. I look back, two thousand nine. About no, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I was walking to Newark Job Centre for seventy five quid a week. You know, so from Western Park, house got repossessed, I was sofa surfing, so I've had the lowest of the low, you know, I'm, I've said it before on other things that, you know, I had my electric meter bypassed, you know, because I couldn't pay my electric, you know, that, you know, naughty things to do to kind of make ends meet, so I've, I've had the lowest of the low, and, and as a business now, we still have challenges now, we've, we've, we've expanded massively, and 
um, and we're still creating jobs, but it, but we're looking at a position now. We're kind of, I like to say, kind of more established now. You know, our customer base is quite large. So, um, but um, but yeah, it does motivate you because you don't want to go back to those dark days, do you? No. And you see kids. You know, when I was at school, I used to sell clothes in the, in the gym. I hide under the gym mats. I used to sell. God's sake, um, I used to do car washing, I used to have a tuck shop when I was in my first school, you know, there's loads of stuff, you know, I used to do stuff on eBay, so seeing Louis and, and kind of, it was doing the dodgy like, dealing outside the school, you mean? Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't say dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was looking for opportunities. That's, that's the one opportunity. But I mean, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? like you said, you know, you've you, you bypassed your electric meter, you, you, you've had your house repossessed, you, you know, now you're turning over millions of pounds every year, I think. Yeah. Certainly, you know, I can't miss you on social media. I think a lot of people see your videos yeah. and, and the, the enthusiasm and you never look um, as if you're struggling with anything. You always look really happy and, and Well, we and are, we are. I mean, the thing is, we, we think last, car, last month for 162 people, you know, most of them are Leicester-based as well, so creating employment. Um, next year, we'll probably be adding another 40 to the team, which is what our, what our annual operating plans kind of... That's the plan anyway. Um, and then America's growing. It's got room for 80 staff. So, we, you know, we, we've got, and then we've got Canada, Ireland. And then when we lose our, launch our e-commerce, we can open Australia and South Africa. So, but that's digitally ran from Leicester again, creating more jobs. So, you know, I like to think I'm a people person. I'm not an angel, don't get me wrong. You know, I've got some dark days as well and I've been a bit of a nightmare in the past, but um, I still I still try and do what I can. And, and it's great to be, it's great to, um, you know, employ local people. The only negative side, when you go out, you always see staff out drinking, so it's always a bit of an awkward one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, that's... that's how, how did you come up with the, the idea, Paul? Because, that, you know, so you, you're sitting in your, your house or wherever you are, sofa surfing, doing that. Yeah. How did you think, do you know what, there's a way out of this, there's an entrepreneurial side of me, <laughs> and I can do... Like, so what, I've always... I've, 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 I learned from... So, in a quick quick nutshell, I, I left the Royal Navy, got into sales, direct sales, double glazing, knocking doors, usual. I can see yeah. you as a double glazing person, actually, Paul, yeah. I never robbed old ladies, I promise you. <laughs> However, I did take one to the cash point once. But that is a oh, true no. story. Uh, but she got a very good job, and, you know, I never, you know, so don't, don't, don't... How we get that <laughs> lady in um, where was she both? Balsall Common in Coventry. I always remember that. But um, anyway, um, got in sales, did alright. Uh, fast forward, then I got into um, kind of dark days. Really, recession hit. You know, got a bit off the rails, and it got to a stage where literally partying too hard, and I mean seriously hard, like drinking and doing whatever. And um, and then basically, I just kind of like had a bit of a. I've got to sort myself out. So jobs were hard. I was applying for jobs, jobs, you know, really depressed because you can't get jobs. You know, back in then, there was no, you apply yeah. for jobs, you think a 50 grand a year job was going to a 30 grand a year job. You, 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 your calibre of people were going for lower paid jobs because of, there's no jobs. Couldn't get anything really right. And then um, I finally, I thought, you know, wake up, sort my life out, got a job, um, business to business, selling uh, Google advertising and learned a lot about Google, um, how it works, analytics, etc. But this is in 2009-ish, so imagine it's changed a lot. The landscape is now totally different. And um, and that changed my life, I suppose. Uh, I, managed, I got sacked from that job because I fell out with the manager. Then I joined Office Depot, um, and I got sacked from that job <laughs> again. Um, I was drunk at the Christmas party. And then... Um, do you think you ended up employing yourself, Paul? Because nobody I have no else choice. would employ I promise you. you. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Royal Navy, I, um, it was never for me either because I don't like direction. And it was always, I think, my plan was always going to be work for myself. Um, and then I, I left that job and then joined a promotional goods company based in Leicester. 
and they were actually doing an old-fashioned way of ringing people for pens. And no offence, you know, you ring someone for pens, it's not really the nicest subject, it's not really the sexiest subject to talk about. It probably doesn't get them excited. No, it? let's be honest, you've got to be very lucky to get someone in the market. Oh yeah, I need 5,000 pens, oh that's lucky. And yeah. it, was a, it was a numbers game, like any call, call centre job, or call, you know, calling job. Um, and I thought to yourself, well, you know, this industry is repeat business, it's varied because we've got thousands or tens of thousands of products. Um, and it's pretty stable margin, lucrative, and, and it's also scalable. So um, I just thought, you know, it didn't help that the company didn't pay me as well. That's put me in a negative spin. So I advise anyone pay your staff on time. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I went, I came home, and, um, and then I thought I'd do it myself, and that was it. And I got nothing, I had a laptop, free with a mobile phone, 500 quid. And, you know, we're doing, I think, two and a half, 2.6 million last month in sales. So it's crazy, and it's growing at, I think we're 53% up, so so it's crazy growing. But do you think, obviously when you went you know, to, into the school, you met kids like Louis, do you think they're given that guidance on how to run a business and how to sort of think for yourself and be an entrepreneur? But I, but I had an interest, you've got to have a passion, haven't you? I genuinely did, like, I watched Dragon's Den as a kid. You know, um, I've, I've, you know, The Apprentice one years ago, I've always been in, interested in just business, you know? So if you're interested in something and you're passionate about it, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? You know, I'm did never going to be a ballet dancer. If you've thought about running a business, uh, Louis, what, what what would you be doing? If he already, Paul, he if already Paul, does. If Paul hadn't picked you up <laughs> and, and, and brought you here, um, what do you think you'd be doing now? Well, now at home. So um, when I was at home, I was looking to, as much as it weren't what I wanted to do, it was I was going to be doing a plumbing course. So I've been doing that now. Which makes me laugh, because you're not a plumber. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can, I can stand. But just like Paul said, like some people can sit back and they watch like, a load of things on whatever interests them, but I could quite easily go home and sit back and watch 16-year-old entrepreneur that, that does this, this and this, and it kind of, I find that proper interesting. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't, although as much as I do love EastEnders, I watch EastEnders as well, so, <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, You'll I, grow out of it, Louis, it's all yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't, I love it. But this, this could back, there's a serious, there's a serious point this though, it's like the, the, like being in a school, seeing it from the back office, which I never would because I've never been a teacher, what, why are we still teaching, and, and I hope any teachers are not going to lynch me for this, but why are we teaching French? Why are we teaching it? Why, no, I, I don't want French. Why don't you teach me social marketing? Why don't you teach me SEO, digital marketing? I don't want French. You know, Lou didn't want French. If, if someone's in a subject they really don't enjoy and they are failing and failing, because it's very hard to get a grade when you really hate it. Yeah. We'll move them to something like media studies, what he wanted to do. I don't know, you know. I know it's hard logistically to do that in a school because they're under a lot of pressure and teachers do work amazingly hard. Um, you know, they're underpaid as well. But the whole curriculum needs to be relaunched. It needs to be relooked at. You know, don't spend hundreds of millions looking at it. Just give me a ring and I'll tell you what you need. <laughs> but don't you think that's... I mean, I, I've it's, always... It's logical, it's logic. Yeah, know. I mean, I've always sort of thought, you know, if you're going to do business studies or you're going to run a business course in a school, a, a college, wherever, get people in that run businesses. Right. Because that's, you know, academics are well and good. We can all get through a textbook, we can watch a video, everything else. What I think you need to inspire people and create that change yeah. is lived experience of people that have been there and done it and not necessarily been successful at it. You need the kind of people that go, do you know what, I tried this and it failed and it failed because of these reasons. Um, you know, so do you not think that if we're going to overhaul the, the sort of education system and we're going to get people into 
business and we're going to you know we're going to look at entrepreneurism as a, a proper subject yeah we need people that have been there and done it yeah so um funny enough yesterday i was actually with um someone from leicester college um and also we're we're a corporate partner of the peter jones foundation um, mm. which has come through the college and they're they're you know they're massively teaching entrepreneurship and we're we're as a company we're actually going to be inviting students in to do like an apprentice day apprentice-style task where they've got to um, create mascots for brands and then pitch it to the whole audience and then there's going to be a winner and stuff like that. That's actually real business. They can sit with our design team, create the logo, create the, the mascot, etc. Um, and that's that's like, I think someone will get more out of that physical hands-on approach rather than sitting learning French. By the way, I don't mind French people, but and I keep that's a bad example. But I'm being serious. I don't understand why the, the education system for, forces children or many or, or young adults to go down a route where they are totally and utterly not not engaged, miles behind target. It's just a waste of energy, you know. And I know teachers will say, "Well, that's our job to turn it round." No, it's not. No, accept it. Some people can't learn French. People don't want to learn Spanish. Move them into a subject where they might actually go. This is this is for me, you know. I've got my um, give an example actually. My my niece um, Abby, which is she's had a bit of a tough uh, education system, but just took a Saturday job on, and now she's in the workplace. She's grown up ten times because she's in a something she likes, you know, hair and beauty and stuff. It's you've got to put people in certain situations where they actually can not daydream or you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. What did you enjoy at school, Louis? What was there selling, an element selling of sweets? <laughs> selling sweets out. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> Where did you get the sweets from in order to make enough of a proper? I'm not asked you that. Also, did you? Yeah, yeah, did you? Like proper cheap See, like places like um. So at first it'd be a home bargains kind of thing, and then there was like there was like deeper places into like macro. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's places that there was like dirt cheap and it was like. But how did you? Because that's something that's got to be inside you somewhere. So how did you know? If I can buy sweets or you know, stuff like that at wholesale, I can make a profit. Because presumably the school system's not taught you that. So it's got to be something deep-rooted within you. So how did you know there was that opportunity and actually I can make some money? I, I kind of, just like Paul said, and it, I, didn't enjoy, I didn't really enjoy being in school. I kind of needed something to actually make me want to actually be there kind of thing. It was like I'd sit in lessons and I'd be like half asleep. It's like... If they, like we've just been speaking about, if they really was to look at the education system and walk into a school and ask a whole full of students what it is they look to do, three quarters of them just want to, they want to make money. And no, no one's, no one's kind of given them that option. Yeah, but look, look what, what, what anyone, if anyone's, well, whoever listens to this, people argue that statistically an education makes you a larger salary. I still don't believe that stat. No, I want to, I, I, I want to see the, I want to see think, the calculations. I think that's it. government fudging figures where they said, Unemployment's down. However, though no, they're in apprenticeships, you know, and they're getting funded by the. It's all moving numbers, quangos, whatever you call it. Um, but um, you know, if it's true, you know, I eat my words. But I don't think I personally don't think that's true. Not in this modern day nowadays. There's a lot of you know. You can become a millionaire on YouTube nowadays. Which you know? is, I mean, you know, when you were saying like, you know, a lot of the kids your age want to like make money and everything else. Do you think that's come from seeing these social media influences and people on? you know youtube that have made millions overnight do you think that's yeah that's what's done it i can say that could possibly be it but then i can also say watching my mum get home from doing five cleaning jobs scrubbing toilets is also (laughs) a reason to want to kind of make a little bit of money and stuff yeah it's what your parents are yeah i mean i'll do the same for my mum 
you know, my dad's since when I've done all right of you know taking you down on holiday to safari stuff like he's wanted to do. That's the good thing about that's the that's the real reward from working hard. Mm. You know, materialistic things comes as a byproduct of success in it, but but actually giving back to your family and stuff like that is it's it's the nicest thing to do really. Was that one of the driving forces behind your, your sweet sales was to try and help <laughs> your, your mum, your family? Just it's not. It's kind of like, like it's a start. Yeah, exactly. It was a start. It was like kind of if I do this and I ain't got to ask mum for some money to go to school, like kind of there'd be I'd be around people at school that was like, oh, their mum give a tenner a day for school. Like, no Ten pound a day. There's no way my mum was keeping up with it. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't. So it was kind of I take two. Like it's it kind of it kind of start with like I took I think mum give me two quid and then there was like a sale on the Lucas Aids, <laughs> seven Lucas Aids for three quid. So I'd find them and then I'd come back at the end of the day with, a, with another seven quid and I'd go in tomorrow and put a whole load of that on a load of sweets. <laughs> and it was just like, it's not... The kid's a genius. He, he is, he is. Like, he's so great. you'd use he's, the money that good. your mum gave you to buy LucasAid or sweets that were, were on sale somewhere and then mark it up and sell it on. Yeah. Hmm. What did the school think of you doing that? Because whenever we saw you on the camera, you were kind of doing it in secret or covertly. Uh, well, people had been kicked out of school for doing it. So it well, like I said, a lot was edited out. You don't realise yeah. how many times I had to run after him at school. Cause <laughs> so what, one of the ta- one of the things I was doing daily in the, in the, in the, on that on that program because you were was, walking around picking up the weights and strays. Did it all time. In lessons, did it all time because they thought it was great watching me like a fool look for kids, and they wouldn't even like the the producer or the director would say. Um, oh, they've got the right earpiece, and they basically there's a naughty kid that's got gone out of class, and the school's a big campus. So, but they wouldn't. They knew where the kid was. It was like a treasure hunt, right? So they would say, <laughs> so I don't know, can't remember the name, but basically I would have to go and go into classes and try and find this kid. It's great for TV, but I was getting annoyed. I mean, there was times where I just got, yeah, I used to take. I'm sure I probably shouldn't say this, but I got that annoyed. I said because everyone's on earpiece I said if you don't be, don't stop it I'm going to go in the toilet and keep, keep the microphone on because <laughs> 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 I'm getting fed up because they were getting a little bit it was getting a bit because you're putting you in situations with kids as well it would just get annoyed and it's making me feel bad because I'm, I, I don't want them to feel bad at me I'm, I'm there for the right reasons we had I had teachers were, were, were slagging me off because of why are you here, you, you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, I can't tell you the reasons why, but... <laughs> did they change yeah. their mindset then, Paul, when it came out while you were there? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, I'm friends, I'm friends with them. I've become friends with uh, Ewan, who's had a year. He's, he's been down, he's coming down to football with his mate, actually, to see Leicester win again. Came down, <laughs> came down the other week as well. Yeah, he came down, yeah. yeah, you went, didn't you? Mm. Um, yeah, they, they're, they're great. I mean, like I said, I, my, my, my wife was a, a teacher. I, I do know education a little bit. I know how hard they were. And they don't. They get. They get taken the piss out of. You know. They should get more time. You know. They were doing extra hours on Saturday. They don't need to do it. So it's a rewarding job. But when you say about you know kids, I know this is kind of like a, a, a structural thing. But when you're in a classroom, it's raining and you're in. You've got condensation on your windows, mm. and and it's grey and there's there's paint pouring off. How are you going to be? You know. It's very hard to get motivated. So that you know that building was 1970s cold doors falling off I mean you, you know you're not first you're not going to get you know because every student's six thousand pound I think it's six thousand pound a year or six thousand pounds so they are kind of like a business within a business so it's an academy yeah um well if they can't attract students guess what they've still got the same bills to pay and I, if they don't invest in the building they're not going to attract students because students like nice looking yeah things. they don't want to go to the rundown yeah you have an open day when there's a leak in the roof you're not going to come and say yeah, so no. it's just all down to funding and you know, uh, uh, it's sad, but hopefully 
they, like I say, they'll they'll get a few renovations now, so it's it's not too bad. But um, I do I do think your surroundings, especially younger people, they believe they believe the the showy fancy stuff. You know, if you have a nice IT suite compared to something with old Amstrad PCs, yeah, yeah, you got a Yeah, you're going to be more interested, and that's where the government are failing. They just need to cough up a bit more, to be honest. You know, they can find money for other things, so why not the education system? Very true. I think we'll probably avoid politics for the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given, given I think we're bored of it, to be honest. Uh, we're all bored of it. But I mean, when um, Paul like revealed who he was, Louis, like, what did you, what did you think? Oh, it's, you know what? It's, it's on the actual video itself. So when like on the actual show, it gets there. And I'm lucky that I didn't. I, I'm lucky that I didn't. I didn't let a little tear drop out. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that. It, it, it was to the point. It was like, why is why is he just kind of just come out now and actually done this for me like there's no reason yeah but what what people it. don't realize as well is when you're waiting in reception um I was fuming. yeah he was fuming he'd been waiting there for about four hours because i was down south and i had to go and do some of the bits before he arrived and then basically took his they took his phone off him because he just and they just want to get his reaction and and he was literally like i'm getting fed up now i'm going home why am i here why am i here <laughs> i didn't see it yeah because he was telling you know I mean? he was kicking off big time at staff because you don't know why the hell he's there is he so yeah. it yeah. was um it was yeah it was that would have been funny if you'd walked out Oh, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I think you'd have regretted it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. most definitely. No, everything. But but overall, you know, you know what? It's great to do something. You know, regardless of anyone looking and thinking, egotistic dickhead. I promise you, it was a life changing opportunity. You know, life changing. There has been a genuine, you know, positive outcome from it. And um, and I like I said, I don't think I, I don't know if I would do it again going back. It's only you know it's one one thing, but it, for me, personal development. Um, massive challenge to do something undercover trust me when you got people asking there was a, there was a situation two teachers came up to me and I'd just got in the school and they said oh how are you doing and they were like what's going on where do you live and I said oh Enfield because we had to make a cover story and they said oh I live in Enfield and I was like oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they said oh right where, what road I said oh I just moved in and they said oh right how'd you get to work I said the train he goes oh I might see in the train and I'm like, oh shit I'm at the hotel yeah. down the road yeah, little yeah. things like that that was funny and yeah. then I had to you know, off, you know do stuff and then there was another teacher what was your English teacher called? my, my no, English you know, the, teacher the, was the, the, no the, the, what was his name the tall one oh I, I can't, can't even think of his name off the top of my head it's Mr um, Territorial Army guy yeah, no, I can't think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He um, was, was featured on the, on the, on the thing. Bug me now. Lovely guy. I mean, honestly, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And, you know, I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing him when I go back to school. But I felt so guilty because he's, because I was doing all right in learning, teaching, and, and trying to try, trying to support people. He'd gone home, done research, <laughs> came in, came in. It was all filmed but not featured. And he gave me all the information to actually apply for teaching courses to learn oh, and he'd done it at like a pack because he, he genuinely and thought I was sitting there because I feel so bad he's probably spent four hours on this honestly it was so bad and I just felt really guilty but but he, what a nice guy but he and he does volunteer and work for the you know territorial army and stuff and he takes the kids away at weekends and mm. does all the canoeing and stuff and all that kind of thing but yeah nice guy but that was that was a funny moment it was well in a weird way <laughs> how, how did you find or feel about moving away from home Louis because you've had to like completely you know, you've had to go with Paul, which, let's face it, must be hard work. Um, <laughs> and you've had to completely uproot your entire life, really. To, to Could I say, I'll answer that for you, though. The thing is, that wasn't the plan, was it? No. This is the thing, after the show, we, look, the problem we've got is, logistically, where he lives, age as well. He don't drive, learn to drive soon. You know, what am I supposed to do? So I'm like, I can't just listen say, no, that's the end of it, see you later, have a good life. So I've got a rental property here, so I thought, well... You know, Kelpie, and you know, luckily I've got a commercial director who's actually in the property, 
and um, and you get on with him really well, don't you? Mm. And he's from down south. It's just weird how things you know, they've got similar kind of personalities. Um, but it, it, it wasn't really the plan, was it? No. You no, know, no. I, I was looking through my network of business, like business people, trying to get him a placement at places in London mm. and then get his training to London and stuff. But it's just hard. What did your family think, though, Louis, when you when you told him that Paul had been lying to you for weeks and or months and then? Um, I don't know. I think she was probably just as confused as me. It's like it was. Well, we wanted to go around your mum's, didn't we? But yeah. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let us. I wouldn't so let I was I like, I said, I well, go, I can't go and see your mum. I want to go and see your mum and talk to your mum. So I wanted to learn a bit more about Louis' background. Yeah. And he's like, because he didn't know anything about it. So he's like, listen, you're not going to see my mum. Oh, fuck I but you were quite protective of you. Home. I thought it came across in the program. You were quite protective oh, and caring it is, about it is, your family. Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah super. But you, like, how did they feel when you, you told them what had been going on? Well, I think my mum was. I think my mum was just like. I think she just took a huge deep breath, probably crying a thousand tears because, to be fair, um, but I have to really thank Paul because it's kind of. Where I would be going and what I would be doing is yeah, but you've got to understand you're not here to not make from you're you're here to make money as well, mate. So yeah, you're there to work. Yeah, well, you're not here for that. free. It's not like it's like a holiday, you know. Yeah, so. but I'm still going to thank you for bringing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till you're doing loads of business, saying I'll be thanking you. But do you do you think like Paul, you know, going on that show and um, and what Paul's done for you? Do you think it has like transformed the opportunities that you would have had and um, and where you would have been? Yeah, definitely. Because like business is what I've wanted to get into for God knows how long. So obviously. I could be right now sitting in a plumbing lesson learning how to. You want to stop with that anyway. But he's also, I mean, now look, the the, the the like in lessons nightmare. If he went to lessons, now he's in an office environment with like you know over a hundred people in the building, uh, you know all different ages. You grow up quick, don't you? Mm. So it's good. And he's now dealing with businesses. I mean, last month I think he did about nineteen orders. Was it or something? Yeah, same. Like uh, and this month he's going to do probably thirty orders. They're businesses that are his now account. Right. So you know it's good that he's now going to. You know, you've got real business leaders ringing and going, "Can you help me next week? I've got a big event, and he's got to get the design." It, you, you have to learn quick. I think, what, I, bit, I think they'd be a bit shocked if they knew they was on the phone to a seventeen-year-old, yeah, 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 seventeen. But what sad. what are you doing for day to day? You know, now now that you're working for Paul, what what's so your day to day look just, like? It's a it's an account manager role. So we basically um, we ring out, we ring customers. Customers put inquiries through the system. We we give we give our customers a call. We do fact finds. We basically try and learn and try and meet the needs of kind of <coughs> what they want yeah. in the best way possible. So through different mediums of marketing, inbound comes in. That links into to uh, Louis, and Louis then basically goes for a set of questions. The ultimately, what what I want from the business is to understand what the customer wants. Because you make an inquiry for a product, honestly, ninety percent of people don't buy that product because they don't realise how big the range is. So we say, look, what is what you? Why have you inquired for that? Well, I'll tell them why we give you this instead because it's better. Because we know what sells. You know, one hundred and forty-five thousand customers in the UK, probably forty something thousand in America and in Canada and stuff. So we know what we've been doing ten years next year. So that's what we do. Then we do the design. That's where the sales part thing comes in. And then Louis, we've got a design team. And then we call you back, and that's where we close the deal. Well, that's the plan. Mm. But but ultimately, you know, we're in a business where it's quite good because we're giving a company a product that should enhance their brand, and we all win, don't we? Mm. And also then you reorder. We make it easy for you. We give you credit. You've got the artwork done. It's like when you order business cards. You don't go elsewhere. You just press reorder, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah once, once you've got something, you're happy. Yeah. With. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, and we could be a bit more proactive as a business because with an inbound business and a kind of um, yeah, with the Google kind of model, it can make people a little bit less 
um, you know, um, you know, they're, they're not as not as driven to kind of make outbound, which is our one of our weaknesses. We should we should make more contact to customers. But I'm looking at launching a prospecting team next year. Next year, actually, they were listening to me. I'm after a prospecting manager. If anyone wants to give us a call, well, there we go. If anybody yes, wants to, to, to work with someone who can run a team of about ten people yeah. and is, is, is used to um, prospecting a database in a polite manner. Right, that's the, that's the job description. Yeah, that's yeah. So they're good at prospecting, running a team, and polite. Yeah, but I've got to be polite. Yeah, we don't we don't we're hard sell because this is not a product that's you know our cancellation rate's low. It's, it's a need. It's not a luxury item. You normally have last minute needs, and we we try and make it easy for you to buy. Have you been back to see your, your family, uh, Louis? Have you have they yeah. been to see you? Have I you? come. I go. I go down like not every. So at first, I was going back like every single weekend. And I kind of found that that probably ain't helping me, like, because I need to settle in a little bit more, spend the weekends uh, down here and stuff, and it'll kind of make things a little bit easier. But I normally tend, I tend to look to go home like, at, at least every two weeks or so. Yeah, that, that's the kind of hard one. You know, a young kid coming from down south on his own, and he can't really go out weekends, you know. It's, it's tough. Mm. All his mates are down there. Um, so he can only be commended for that, really. How have the, because obviously in that programme there were lots of other kids in the school and your friends and so on, how have they reacted to, to the opportunity you've had and, and the, you know, because they, they probably haven't had the same opportunities. Yeah. Um, no, none of my, I know none of my mates would look at, ever look at it in a negative way, like I can imagine if it's happened to some people, some people would get a bit jealous. You've had your mates up here though, yeah? Yeah, 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 I've had some of my mates come down and stay up here and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, none of my mates looked at it as in like none of them would look at it in a way like oh like they get a bit jealous or nothing at all. Everyone supportive. Everyone was like, kind of like so a lot of them was a bit like oh, like are you really gonna move all the way here? Uh, yeah, but also bear in mind, if anyone, whoever's listening to this, you've got to understand as well where you're from. There's this, there's a lot of there is a lot of rough areas, isn't there? Like knife crime and all yeah, that. Of course, so yeah, the, yeah. you know to get like you know it's it's not it's, it's a job in the day, isn't it? His job is made. He's forget what the TV thing was. He's got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different kind of job where if you ain't got the academic ability you probably won't get the job because you want to pass the, the maths test or the thing with us mm. so and a lot of your mates or a lot of your kind of I don't say your mates but the areas some of the areas it's a very mixed in it you've got real rich it's not in a medium yeah. there is not no. it's a weird one it's a weird one like Epping it's, it's got like multi-million pound houses Rod Stewart's around that area and then literally down the road you've got you know Housing Association, which is people are hard on you know harder times. Yeah. So it's weird. It's a really weird. It's a really weird mix, isn't it? Yeah. So to try and get office jobs and that, it's there's a lot of competition. What's been the best thing you've learned, both of you? So so you from working with Paul and, and you uh, Paul from uh, doing the program, being the, the business person you are. What's mm. what's been the key lessons? What what have you really taken away from it? Our mum was losing weight. I lost three and a half stones since the program. <laughs> I didn't want to say we look like you've lost weight. I've lost a lot. Yeah. I, was, yeah, yeah, I let myself go massively. I just look at it going, "Is that me?" God say. Um, but that's what happens when you get lazy. You know, just sit in the offices on your arse all day. That's for me. What about you? For me, what would I? What, so what would I take away from the show as a whole, or just being down here? Just yeah, what you've learned so far working with Paul, or the show, or just just the the yeah. last eighteen months really. I don't know. Kind of like. Everything just happens for a reason. Like, yeah, we we he's selling sweets at school. I was doing the same. We're very very similar in how our kind of sales kind of are. I don't know. We are similar. Yeah, I'm still similar like over here driving an old lady to a cash machine to pay, <laughs> to, to pay for a double glazing pool. That's that. <laughs> I'm sure she's warm. There that moment. Yeah, that's it's, 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 it's looking after the community. Think of it. You know. Mm. You can market your way out of anything. <laughs> <can't> you? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. 
But how? I mean, is that like you you look back at it and think, you know, what a great opportunity? But what now that you're not going to be a plumber, and I can't see you as a plumber either. Trust what, me. What? I'll what? Let you let know, ten, ten years time, what, where are we going to see you? Do you remember when Paul used to ask me in school, what is it you look through your... I know, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 and he could just learn, that would be perfect. Now, he's not paying full rent and he's living up here costing me money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. You charge him rent though, yeah? Well, not, not enough. No, not, he's, he's got a little bit of a, bit of a leeway at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but if, uh, I mean, if people want to have a look at your, your website and things, what, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Yeah, so, if, like I said, we, are, we, we don't reinvent the wheel you know the bottom line is we sell pens let's be honest we sell a lot of them but we we, we do a good job we've got you know we beat any price we um we give you free free design if you're in leicester pop in for a coffee doors always open opposite the train station pete house um everything branded.co.uk.com um and, and the other countries as well but um even if you wanted free design pop in sit with a designer no charge we'll design your logo and if you don't buy no problem I hope it's not cute at the door now. For, but that's kind of our yeah. USP. We will go the extra. We will literally make it easy for you to buy because I think people do. They've got busy lives. And I want people to go, you know, they've got an event, right? Your event's costing you 20 grand, a big stand, etc. The last thing you want to worry about is a few pens getting delivered or something to give away at the stand to entice people. So let us take that crap away from you. You concentrate on your business and we'll make it easy for you. And you're going to be at the Love Business Exhibition. Yeah, we'll be there again. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Um, we've got we've got some games going on, good freebies, um, um, and we try to give good stuff away. So it's yeah, good. I've still got my bag of uh, Have you? stuff. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I've good. had to put blue tack in the bottom of my piggy bank. <laughs> the bits missing. And look, everyone everyone loves a freebie, don't they? So oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I could also say as well. Yeah, we also have a massive. Um, we we we're not the most environmentally friendly pro company because of what we sell because we're, we're dictated by market trends yeah but what i would say we have got a great eco range new stuff coming out so if anyone's interested in free samples of very sustainable items let us know that's what we do so uh thanks very much for both paul and louis uh, for taking the time to come and speak to richard about their experiences um and they had a lot to say so i hope you really enjoyed listening to that um if you did or, or you want to tell us anything about it, you can always get in touch with us, you know. So you can get us on Twitter at adiverselifepod or you can send us an email at adiverselifepodcast at gmail.com. So please do get in touch. And as always, if you like the show, please share it, like it, leave a review. That would be fantastic. Thanks very much. Goodbye. A Diverse Life was brought to you by Richard Shakespeare and your host, Ian Pringle. It's a diverse life